Iowapunter.com for details. Iowa punter Tory Taylor was named to the Sporting News All-America first team today. Hawkeyes defensive back Cooper DeGene earned second team honors. The Chiefs worked out a pair of receivers on Monday, Juwan Green and Connor Weddington, their first practice since wrapping up training camp. MLB has placed Rays star Wander Franco on administrative leave amid ongoing investigations into alleged relationships with underage girls in the Dominican Republic. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back. Hour number two. 106.3 KXNO. Trent and I with you until just before 1 o'clock. Murph and Andy, 1 to 3, the drive. Uh, with Heather and Sean normally. Heather off this week. Uh, Jared Stansbury is in with Sean Roberts uh, from 3 until 6. Music means time to talk some college football. When we do, one of our uh, voices that joins us throughout the season, well, throughout the entire year, to be perfectly honest, is our guy Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Sporting News is one of uh, five uh, criteria, of one of five publications uh, that uh, go into making the All-American teams. Uh, that came out today as far as the Sporting News. You just heard the update uh, with Tory Taylor as a preseason All-American Cooper DeGene on on the second team. We'll get to that. Bill Bender joins us. Bill, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. You've been a busy guy over at the Sporting News. I get the sense we're getting close to the college football season, Bill. Yeah, the realignment stuff got me. It's kind of like week three for me, it feels like. You know, uh, uh, you get in a rhythm with the season. You mentioned our All-American team. Hopefully, you listeners check that out. Um, Cooper was part of a tough debate, man. Kalen King and Will Johnson, there are a lot of good cornerbacks and safeties this year. That was some, Those were always the hardest debates on that All-American team. I'm going to tell you what. It's tough, and you're coming up with these lists. You're finding guys in different roles. You're going to you know, talk about upside and what they can do. And for a guy like Cooper DeGene, we saw this just a couple of years ago with Riley Moss. He was one of the top cornerbacks coming back, and team stayed away from him. What are you going to do this year when you're playing Iowa? Are you going to throw Cooper DeGene's way or go against Jamari Harris, who didn't play last season because of injury? Pretty easy. And the, those cornerbacks and even defensive backs in general, the numbers sometimes don't exactly mirror All-American status because you shut down the side of the field, they're not coming your way. Yeah, I remember, so a couple years ago, <laughs> here's an a, a All-American regret. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it on the air. <laughs> a couple years ago, not the year they made the playoffs, but the year before, we didn't put Sauce Gardner on the first team, and I heard about it, and Uh at the time, I was kind of like, you know, I've watched him, but we'll see, and then the next year, we put him on. He's one, and it it works both ways. There was one year I took a lot of flack for uh, putting Miles Garrett on the All-American team, even though he had five sacks, where I was insisting to people, he gets triple teamed. Like, really (laughs) watch him. So, it cuts both ways. You may... When you've done this as long as I have, you make some mistakes. You you always remember the mistakes more than the ones you got 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 right. So was it was uh, was Sauce Gardner your biggest miss? Like period. Uh, when it comes, I'll, I'll tell you. My I thought Justin Herbert is a good college quarterback. He's not going to be that good in the pros. Um, but I mean, very quickly we learned who was your biggest miss, Bill. I mean, he's probably the one where I'm like I regretted it instantly. Like when it, when we published it, and then take. We do have like a panel. It's not just right, me. right. So, and then last year, you know, 
we we didn't put Devin Witherspoon on the first team, and that. But I'm telling you, uh, of all the positions, you go through a list like ours this year, and you know it's like Caleb Williams, duh, uh, Marvin Harrison, duh. Right. Uh, but when you get to that secondary, every year that's the one where I think we have the most discussion, the most kind of. Ah, what about this guy? And it's really become a tough position to make. That, that's the one I'll say from my end, it's the hardest one to do every year. Second team, Drake May. All right, at the quarterback position, you go with the Heisman winner at the top. You go through some of these tough ones, and you get through your first two teams. We know that May and Williams and whatever order are probably going to be 1-2 in this upcoming NFL draft. Who would be the number 3 quarterback on your list if you had so to go to the tough. third uh, team preseason All-American? Who would have been your QB? I probably would have put Michael Penix there, mm. the uh, former Indiana quarterback mm-hmm. that's now uh, tearing it up at Washington. My editor probably would have gone Bo Nix. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good options there. and Some guys that have had some big seasons. So, it, it's no short on that, but I mean, quarterback was one like these weren't long discussions. Maybe right. even you could take a chance on a guy like a Jordan Travis, who right now is second, I believe, in, in the Heisman odds. Hmm. Didn't I didn't realize that yeah. that short? Uh, McCarthy at Michigan, I think, is going to have a big year. So many good quarterbacks. Well, Bill, let's get to some of your uh, predictions. The Big Ten, uh, SEC came out first. Big Ten is is up uh, at SportingNews.com. Uh, you went Nebraska over Iowa. Um, which what wasn't lost on you is all the transfer quarterbacks. I think, with the exception of the kid at uh, at Calcmanis, I think is how you say his name at Minnesota, didn't play the whole year last year, but he finished as the guy. Uh, everybody's got a new transfer quarterback. What was it for you that put Wisconsin over the edge in the West? Uh, you know, it's a coin flip with Wisconsin and Iowa, and it really comes down to me the coin flip of the unknown of. Do you trust Tanner Mordecai or Cade McNamara more? Now, I know Cade McNamara, you guys are still doing those injury updates. I hope he's okay. Um, I think Wisconsin, they're set up, and I've I've been on your station before talking about how much I love Luke Fickle. That's no secret. And I think they'll catch on. You know, the early schedule, I think they go out to Washington State, get that win, correct that mistake from last year. And, you know, those are the two that I typically auto-set – to pick the win to win the division, which is always wide open. And, and you want to talk about regrets. It's like when I published that, I was like, did I overlook Minnesota? That was the first thing I said mm. to myself. Minnesota. Illinois in there. You got them three. Uh, what did you call them? That uh, you had you had a term for it, not the fly in the ointment, but could be the one that the the, the upsets. I don't remember what you put, but you're right. high on Illinois as well. Yeah, I mean, Brett does a good job. And Brett knows how to win in the Big Ten West, guys. He mm-hmm. he had a good physical team. The other night, you know, when you're flipping through the TV, I was, had that Michigan-Illinois game on from last year, and I just kept saying to myself, they should have won this game. Mm-hmm. They had the, There were some bad calls at the end that helped Michigan. I mean, they had that game. So um, they'll be in the mix. And that's why the Big Ten West is very difficult for me to stack up. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's really tough. Uh the Big Ten East, not so much. I think that one took me like a couple minutes. I'm like, yep, this is exactly how I want it. Purdue is a team that intrigues me, Bill. I like Hudson Card. I like some of the pieces that they brought in. What Walters did with that Illinois defense was absolutely incredible. And an offensive coordinator that's going to chuck it around in Harrell. 
Purdue, the upsets that they've had. Of course, beating Iowa a couple of years ago when they ascended to number two. Beating Ohio State a couple of years before that. They have some big upsets. They played for the title a year ago in the Big Ten. What do you think about year number one with the new coaching staff and a new regime with the Boilermakers? Yeah, I, it's, he's got some charisma. You know, he was very... I probably didn't pay enough attention to him at Big Ten Media Day because you're running around doing so much, but was impressed with him on the podium. Hudson Card is that guy that... And if you can survive playing for Texas for a few years and that scrutiny, I think West Lafayette will be easy for him. Um, And you mentioned Graham Harrell, another one of those underrated hires of this coordinator cycle. So, yeah, I mean, they're another team. And, again, yet another reason why it's so hard. The other part of it is, and you saw Illinois name a transfer quarterback, literally six of the seven teams in the Big Ten West have a transfer quarterback starting. Yep. So you just don't know – Will Luke Altmyer hit? Will K- Cade McNamara is probably the safest of the six because I know what he's about, mm-hmm. but you just don't know who's going to hit or miss out of those guys. Uh, Sims at uh, at Nebraska. Um, where where are you? Where are you on Nebraska? I'm actually writing about him right now. Knee deep in a Matt Rule uh, interview here. I I like him. I, I do. I, I was impressed with him in Indianapolis. I think. He is a football junkie type, the kind of guy that you'd want to sit down and talk football with for hours, and, and that's great. Now, the job is not easy. you know. And, and I think one of the things that has impressed me about Matt Rule is he's not – he's taking Tom Osborne and Frank Solich and all the guys that made Nebraska great, and I think he's doing it with the understanding that Nebraska isn't going back to the option and those kind of things. He's got to take them to the future because I don't think – all this talk about Super League and Super Big Ten and all those things, if you were making like a true cut of the 10 best teams in the Big Ten, Nebraska would be iffy, which is crazy to say out loud. It's reality. It is. That's what the reality is on this one. Bill, there's a real chance that we see a three-way tie atop the East this year with Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State, one beating the other, and all of them go one and one against each other. If that's the case... Would it be better just to not even have the tiebreaker, not even have to worry about playing in the conference title game against Iowa, Wisconsin, whoever it is, because I'm not sure how much of a bump you're going to get with that victory. If anything, obviously a loss would be devastating. Would it be better just to be in the catbird seat at 11-1 and and say, as somebody else, you go deal with that championship game? Well, I mean, that's the, the quirky Big Ten tiebreaker is that if those three do do that and they, they let's say one picks off the other and they all finish – 11 and one in the round robin, then you go to the the tiebreaker could end up being their Big Ten West schedule, uh, the the opponents' record, and that favors Ohio State. They they've got common opponents with Michigan, and they play Wisconsin. Michigan plays Nebraska. Uh, Penn State plays Northwestern. So picture a scenario where Mich- here's something that very well could happen: Michigan loses at Penn State. Michigan beats Ohio State. Michigan sits home while Ohio State, by virtue of that quirky tiebreaker, goes to the Big Ten Championship. (laughs) Well, we'll deal with that once we get to Thanksgiving weekend. Unbelievable. Uh, The Big 12, uh, your predicted order finish is not out yet. When will it publish? And can you give us a kind of a tease as to uh, what you see in the Big 12? (laughs) I've told you guys all summer I'm sucked in on the the Texas hype. Yeah. I, I, I'm a sucker for it. And I admit it, at least. The first step is admitting you have that problem. And I, <laughs> I Texas. Um, 
So we'll, we'll have Big 12. I believe that's tomorrow. We have ACC and uh, Pac-12 as well. And, um, you know, it gets you excited. It, it really does. We read these previews. I spend a lot of time on them. I try to be as comprehensive as possible. And um, with the understanding, I always tell people at the end of the year, these predictions are made to be, you know, broken and, and made to be wrong in some ways. Because if they're wrong, to me, that means that the season was really exciting and we didn't get the same old chalky Good point. Excellent point. Absolutely. Jim Harbaugh, a three-game suspension self-imposed, and the NCAA initially had a four-gamer. This this is an odd story. Now, this is where my crazy mind goes. Harbaugh, he's been looking at the NFL the last couple of years. He's ready to get out, right? And what happens if next year the NCAA, Harbaugh leaves, he takes an NFL job, and says, well, that's not enough. Their first two games next year are Fresno, pretty good, and week two against Texas. Would a new coach have to sit out? Would Harbaugh, perhaps if he sticks around, have to sit out a couple more games? It's just such a weird circumstance. Take us through figuring out exactly what's going on here with Harbaugh and the NCAA. Yeah, I mean, none of none of what you said hasn't passed through my brain either because I try to think this all the way through, and that's that's really good. Up, Trent really is now the other part of it for me is I think and this is I have nothing to back this up I think they threw that out there with if the NCAA comes back at them you know what I think they would say well Urban Meyer in 18 throws three games for what he did mm-hmm. and this should be good enough for us if Jim Harbaugh stays um, but to your point I mean if the NCAA keeps fighting with him this could be the impetus where he just throws up his hands and says alright I'm done with this I'm not yep. putting up with this anymore I'll take the first NFL team that offers, even if it's a coordinator job with my brother. Mm. You know, you, you can let your mind wander all the way that far. Um, so we'll see. I do think this, this will not be a distraction for Michigan in the first three weeks, and I don't think it'll be a thing unless the NCAA somehow gets involved before the regular season from here. Yeah, here's hoping that they don't. Uh, last thing, Bill, uh, you've been a television critic with uh, your two uh, uh, reviews of the two Netflix pieces, The Manziel and then Swamp Kings. Uh, so a couple of questions. If you could only watch one, which would you recommend? Well, the one that I, I'm going to have one for tomorrow on the, the HBO thing on Bishop Sycamore. And I watched that as well. So I'm going to throw a curveball at you and say okay. that's the one that's going to make you the most angry. Really? Uh, somebody that loves high school football and loves it in Ohio, like I'm sure you guys do in Iowa, you're going to watch that. And it, it made me just so seemingly angry at the, the mistreatment and the lack of welfare for some high school kids. So it's entertaining, no doubt, but it'll take you back to that Bishop Sycamore IMG game from a few years. And as a proud Ohio high school guy, <laughs> uh, I mean, it makes me mad. That's the one that's not really a school. It's kind of like what they have in uh, Las Vegas with those basketball, um, I don't know, factories, if you will. It's the, they live in a house. They don't go to school. Um, and that's the one that they preview after HBO Hard Knocks all the time, right? Yeah, and it's shocking in a lot of ways. Is I it? Think, you know, Swamp Kings was okay, yeah. and the Manziel one was good. If you were watching one of the two, watch Manziel. I agree. But um, it's... Uh, BS high is what they call it, and it's, hmm. it's pretty good. I will be watching that uh, uh, based on your recommendation. Bill, thank you as always. We'll uh, talk to you in the weeks ahead. Bill Bender, SportingNews.com for all of Bill's content. SportingNews.com. Thank you, Bill. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to talk to you, Bill Bender, as we catch up on college football. Do you know the high school piece he's referring to? The- yeah, yeah. 
I have not viewed it yet, but... No, I haven't either. Uh, well, it comes out tomorrow, uh, Bill said, but... Um, well, we got Hard Knocks tonight. Hard Knocks tonight. Swamp Kings is out today on Netflix. Menzel was really good. It was just left me wanting more. Oh, absolutely. Um, Swamp Kings apparently doesn't delve into Urban Meyer. How can they not? It's a pretty big piece. Right? Um, I'll watch it. I mean, I'll watch that one. That was a dominant program, man. Well, don't forget, we got football coming up. We do? Yeah. Well, you snuck up on me, Trent. It's a little bit, a uh, little bit more difficult to find the time when we yeah, get into football true. season. With baseball going, yep. With baseball going, um, yeah. Bill says with all the realignment stuff, he feels like he's in week three and four. Add the gambling stuff in the state of Iowa mm-hmm. on top of that. It's been a weird off season. That hit has. Hopefully, we do not have to deal with something like this ever again. Though it's content. It was good for content. It's good for content. Got us content. through the. It was an easier summer than it normally was. How about that? Yeah, fair point. All right, we will uh, talk NFL with our buddy Frank Schwab coming up next. Uh, picks Frank's brain on the NFL. He writes for YahooSports.com. YahooSports. Com for Bill or for Frank rather for Bill SportingNews.com. Trent's plays of the day are still to come. We'll be joined by Frank Schwab when we come back on Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106. Trent Condon back with you. Are you a DIY landlord? Then you probably don't have much free time between finding tenants, filling out tax forms, repairing drywall, and answering calls about runny faucets and leaky toilets. You're not free to do much of anything. That's why you need Renner's Warehouse. When our professional landlords go to work for you, you're suddenly free to do a lot of things. Free to get a good night's sleep. Free to have dinner with your family every night. Free to take a vacation. And free to be so efficient managing one property, you're free to acquire even more. And one step closer to financial freedom. Go to renterswarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis. Or call 515-528-4429. That's 528-4429. And feel free to remember this rhyme. DIY is no way to be. Call Renner's Warehouse. It sounded so good. The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back and bigger than ever with $14 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere. Two ways to win and no rake. Play Circa Million. Make five picks against the spread each week with quarterly and full season payouts or join Circus Survivor where you select one team each week straight up. Last the longest to win it all. 14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit circusports.access.com. The dog days of summer are here, and you're looking for a nice, cool spot to watch all the great baseball action and the upcoming football season. That place is Fat Charlie's. It's an upscale sports restaurant serving high-end favorites. And through the month of August, kids eat free. That's right, with the purchase of an adult entree, kids eat for free all through August at Fat Charlie's. Watch your favorite team on wall-to-wall TVs that make you feel like you're at a sports book, 121st Street in Urbandale. It's at 1-800-BETS-OFF. Love the bells of the NFL. Miller and Condon, welcome back. 1230 Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get Frank Schwab in here, yahoosports.com. He covers the NFL, covers sports wagering at Yahoo as well, and he joins us. Frank, Trenton, Ken, thanks for finding time for our Des Moines Central Live audience here. How are you, Frank? 
Hey, what's going on? Good to talk to you. I want to start right off the bat, though, with the uh, with the public service that you provide at Yahoo Sports with that uh, long-running preseason blitz thread. If you miss a game or you miss your, uh, a nugget, something you're looking for, uh, you've got it covered in the blitz. It's a long thread, but you do a lot of people's work and homework for them. So, uh, first of all, thank you for that. Uh, let's start with last night. Uh, it's just because... I'm going to use the commanders in my survivor pool in week number one, I think. Uh, and Sam Howell's a big reason for that. I didn't look out of place. I get that it's preseason, but do the commanders have something there? And I think the bigger reason is the Arizona Cardinals for that. I mean, yeah, the, true. the Cardinals have looked absolutely miserable, and they're going to be the worst team in football, I think. But, yeah, the, I mean, look, I hate overreacting to preseason but it's hard not to watch some things happen, and you're like, this really looks legit, and Sam Howell looks legit. I mean, he was patient in the pocket, going through his progressions, making strong, confident throws when he when he found his guy. He looked good, and it was always the right call for Washington to give him the job. I, I guess if they, if they would have pursued Lamar Jackson, that, that would have made total sense and all that. But other than that... Sam Howell is a guy who, I mean, remember back, you know, second to last college season, he comes out of that. Everybody's talking about him as a possible top ten pick. And then he just had a bad final college year, didn't really measure well or anything like that, and falls all the way to the fifth round. He looked more like that top ten pick. I mean, he he looked good last preseason, looked competent in week 18 last year when he got a shot. He's looked good in the preseason now. Washington has a really good defense. Uh, at least the bones of it. I mean, you can see the talent there. They have good players around Sam Howell on offense between their running backs, McLaurin, and I think John Dotson's going to be a good player. Um, so, yeah, why, why can't the Commanders be in playoff contention this year? I, I'm really excited to see what he can do in the regular season because, uh, again, I mean, this was a guy we were excited about a couple of years ago, and then, you know, I don't know why exactly, but NFL teams just plummeted him down their draft boards. Well, he looks pretty good now, and... I think that, yeah, I think it's perfectly justifiable to look at what he did in the preseason game last night that seemingly everybody watched, by the way, and say, hey, let's see where this thing goes and and have a little bit of excitement over what might be to come. It's a fun game. Let's continue down this path. A team that we, I don't know if we brought up at all this summer, our uh, afternoon host, Sean Roberts' team, the New York Giants. Big surprise a year ago, won a bunch of close games. Won a playoff game. Daniel Jones certainly took a step forward. Saquon didn't get the contract he wanted but he's going to be back out there what are your thoughts on this team just we saw the ascension a year ago can they maintain it i I do think they take a step back just because they were out in front of their skis a little bit as far as record goes i mean they did win a ton of close games and all that kind of stuff that usually regresses back the next year but look i mean if you're gonna make a case for them brian dayball's a good coach i I don't think he's a matt nagy who's gonna be fired in three years after winning coach of the year. Like, I, I do think Dayball's legit. Daniel Jones, I mean, he continues to improve. He's going to get better in this offense. Darren Waller, as long as he's healthy, adds a real nice dimension for them. I mean, he, they targeted him a ton. You can see that in the second game, that he's going to be a huge part of their passing game. You know, Saquon Barkley's supposedly happy with this rework contract, so he's back. It, it all comes down to, can the defense improve? The defense just had to blitz the heck out of everybody last year because they really had nothing else. I mean, and that's Wing Marnell style. But can the defense take a step up to being middle of the road? Because they really weren't last year. So if all these things can happen, yeah. But the real obstacle for the Giants is 
they play in the same division as the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, I don't think either of those teams are taking a step back. That's the problem. I when you look at the NFC, it is quite reasonable to think the two best teams in the NFC are both in the same division, and that's what the and that's what the Giants are dealing with. But I like Dayball. I, I, Jones is perfectly fine, overpaid now, but he's fine. I just I don't love them because I think they think they take a step back, but. Again, there, there's reasons to believe that this wasn't a total fluke last year either. Uh, well, let's let's go down. Let's stay on that theme. Uh, and Brock Purdy uh, not a, being a total fluke in the game that he was in, because if uh, there is a team, I think to to split the two teams in the NFC East, it would be the Niners. Purdy got his first action last week, so two parter. What have you thought of Purdy as he's worked his way back from the injury? And Trey Lance, how's this going to play out for Trey Lance and the Niners? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, with Trey Lance first, I, I really, truly, I, I mean, I talk about dying on a hill, but I truly believe if Trey Lance stays healthy last year, he was going to put up a good year. I, I mean, look at what Purdy did in that offense. I mean, it's almost impossible not to succeed to some level in that offense, uh, but it didn't happen. And now, it, it, Lance looks like he's lost all his confidence. The team obviously has no confidence in him anymore. They're trying desperately to trade him. I mean, Kyle Shanahan after the first game when Lance looked terrible, everybody could see that. I don't need to be a football coach to know Trey Lance was not good in that game. Kyle Shanahan sits up there at the podium and talks about how great Trey Lance was. We get it, Kyle. You're trying to trade him. <laughs> but it's not going to happen. I mean, only anybody wants to take him on right now, and unless you're just the 49ers just trading it for pennies on the dollar. It's just, wow, what a, what a bad trade. I mean, it is amazing how good their roster is with how bad that trade was. They gave up three firsts and a third or a fourth, I believe, to go get Trey Lance, and they've got nothing out of him. And it's a testament to the roster that, you know, they're drafting of the other spots that they've been able to overcome that. With Purdy, I don't know. I don't want to be that, that guy, okay, but it is weird to me that everybody has just agreed to Brock Purdy's Joe Montana Part 2. It's five regular season games. Are we sure? We're we're positive. I know people out there love him, I'm sure, from, from Iowa State and all. And maybe he is. Maybe this is just another Tony Romo story, and it would be awesome. It was a great story last year, but it is just, it honestly is strange to me how nobody questions his viability as an NFL quarterback after five game, regular season games. I, I Try to find somebody who's like, no, nah, I don't know if Brock Purdy's really going to be, you know, Kurt Warner. I, I, it's it's a little strange to me. Everybody, Jordan Love can't get anybody to say he's decent, but yet Brock Purdy's going to the Hall of Fame. Like, I, I don't I don't know. I'm skeptical on Brock Purdy. I'm picking the Seattle Seahawks to win that division. Honestly, ah. I, I just think uh, I think that. Look, when I went back, I think we talked about this last time. But so, sorry if I'm repeating, but I went back and looked at power rankings each of the last four years. The consensus power rankings, not just my own. Each of the last four years, some team in the top five has missed the playoffs, and we none of us believe that any top five team right now is going to miss the playoffs. Right? How how could that even be possible? But last year, two teams missed the playoffs in the top five, the Packers and the Rams, and the Buccaneers didn't deserve to make it. They were 8-9, and and all three of those teams were consensus top five teams going into the year. There's some team in the top five, six, seven, that's just going to crater and miss the playoffs, and I wonder if it's the 49ers. I don't know that I can go on that far of a limb and say they're going to miss the playoffs, but I just wonder if they're the team that's going to disappoint a little bit. Interesting. Speaking of that division, you mentioned earlier you guys are both on the Arizona is going to be awful, and it's hard to move away from that one. What about the Rams, a team that Stafford and Cam Akers and Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, but then after that it falls off very, very quickly. You look at that offensive line, it's a mess. You look at that defense outside of Donald, it's a mess. How bad are the Rams going to be? Yeah, and that's one thing. I, I mean, uh, you know, I, I talk about previews a lot because I spent all summer on them, but 
there are certain teams that when I do the previews, because I spend all day writing it, I, I have to put in you know rankings in, in late May for graphics people and all that kind of stuff, right? But when I actually get down to writing and spend a day on each team and really digging down and all that, I have the Rams like 27, and as I'm writing it, I'm like, I might have them too high. I, I don't know that they're really even this good. And it, it it's hard because, again, when you have a team with, Sean McVay, who's a legitimate, awesome coach, right? Like, I mean, if he sticks around long enough, probably going to go to Hall of Fame someday. Matthew Stafford is a borderline Hall of Famer. Cooper Cup, who two years ago had one of the greatest seasons of all time, not just receiver seasons, one of the greatest seasons of all time. And then Eric Donald, who was one of the greatest defenders of all time. You have those four guys. You just think in your mind, like, they can't fall that far. These guys are going to carry them the few wins, right? But then you look at the rest of the roster, it is so rough. It is, it's amazing. They signed, like, it was an NFL record I read that they signed like 25, 26 undrafted free agents because Jeez. they just need bodies. Yeah. They're so thin. There are guys on their defense I've never heard of. I'm just <laughs> starting defense, you know, the depth chart. And you're like, how can this team maintain? They're, they're going to be probably better than teams like the Cardinals, maybe like the Texans or something like that, because just because of those key four guys. I like to talk about Cam Akers, too, and they got a couple other guys like that. But – that, that it's amazing that they won a Super Bowl two seasons ago because that roster is so thin right now. And that, hey, look, no regrets. You, you won the ring. You yep. raised the banner. You're going to rebuild in a couple of years because the NFL you can rebuild pretty fast. But yeah, it, it, when I really dug down on that team, the Rams might be a team that that they might give up a million points this year just because outside of Aaron Donald, who on that defense really even is a name to you. Uh, Jordan Love, what kind of preseason has he had? Might the fall-off be as great as some folks thought it was going to be and everybody placed well, Green Bay at the bottom of the north. Now that Rodgers is gone, might they fool some people? Yeah, and you can, you can you know criticize me for confirmation bias here because I've loved the Packers all offseason, and I watch Jordan Love in the preseason, and I say, yep, that's it. that That's the reason. Everybody bailed on Jordan Love. I just talked about Brock Purdy and how everybody loved him after five regular season games, right? Everybody bailed on Jordan Love after 83 career passes. Why? What? What? What makes people think that Jordan Love is bad? I, I get he's an unknown. Like there's no question about that. But why does that mean he's bad? I, I think that Jordan Love's not going to be, you know, MVP Aaron Rodgers or anything like that. I don't think so anyway. But can he be a perfectly reasonable 15th best quarterback in the NFL? Yes, he can. And. Look at the team around him. They got good young receivers. They got two really, really good running backs. A defense everybody loved 12 months ago. Yeah, they disappointed last year, but the talent's still there. Packers are my favorite team this year as far as exceeding expectations. I think Matt LaFleur is going to win Coach of the Year. I think that they're going to make the playoffs. I think they can win the NFC North. I, 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 I Their win total is sitting there at 7.5, and, and I'm like, yeah, this is a layup for me. I, maybe I'm wrong and Jordan Love stinks. I, that's possible. It's obviously within the range of outcomes here, but – he looks so much more confident this preseason than he did in his, his last preseason. He, that pass, go go look. It's easy to find on Twitter or wherever. That touchdown pass he had to Jalen Reed is just it was a thing of beauty. It just shows a guy who's really confident in what he's doing. Now he missed a few throws, missed a few against the Bengals. He's he's not perfect. He's not going to be again. He's not going to be an MVP like Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre before him, but. Can Jordan Love be perfectly reasonable and the Packers have a good year? Yeah, they're again, they're the team I'm highest on compared to the market. I think the Packers are going to surprise a lot of teams, actually. I'm going to ask the question. You know my partner, Ken Miller. He is a Broncos fan. He is so broken by Russell Wilson. He can't, he can't see this team <laughs> clearly at this point in time. It's where you're at out there in Denver. Give Ken some reasons for optimism. I'd like to, but it has not <laughs> been good this season. I mean, I... 
I'm watching that first preseason game, and I'm like, this is the same offensive last yep. year. And then they left the starters in, because I yep. think Sean Payton wanted to. In the first offensive, uh, first preseason game, Payton said, well, our starters are going to play 15, 18 plays. They get the 14 plays, and they haven't done anything. And Payton just puts them out there again. And I, I fully believe that it was because Payton was like, we got to get something positive, or we're just, it's going to be a long, long week. And I need something to get these guys going. And they, they threw a fourth down touchdown pass to Jerry Judy and, and moved the ball a little bit. And they needed that because everything else in the preseason has just not looked good. I, and, look, again, they're not showing everything. I get that. But you'd like to see some. The Broncos are clearly taking the preseason, I don't say seriously, but they're trying to get something out of it, right? They're playing their starters more, all this kind of stuff. And it's just not there. And it's not. I don't think it's because they're not taking it seriously. So I, I, I'm worried. Let's put it that way. Now, again, they, they, I don't want to – I. I I try every year not to overreact to things I see in the preseason because we're not. What we're seeing is just a a copy of a copy of a copy of football, right? Like like once teams are you know really put in their game plans and all that, everything changes. But I would like to just see a little bit more positive out of them. And maybe week one we we just see a brand new Broncos team. The, the talent's clearly there. The coach is a Hall of Fame level guy. But right now, as I sit here, I can't I can't make a case that this offense is any better than the one last year because it just hasn't shown up. Yes, they stink. Uh, the good news is is they get to keep their draft pick this year, uh, which I guess is, <laughs> is the saving grace. Who? So you told the Packers uh, based on the market going against the market, they're the team you're the highest on. Who's the team that the market loves that you don't like or don't Bears. love? And Chicago Bears. And I'm going to be so invested in these Packers Bears games. I guess I the the. Over under for the Bears right now is seven and a half. They won three games last year. Yep. Do we think that that team is five games better? Why? Because they signed a couple linebackers. Like, I don't think that they addressed all of what they needed to address. Now DJ Moore, there, heck of a receiver. We saw that. Also that screen pass he took to the house in their first preseason game. I like Khalil Herbert. Like I mean, they, they do have some players I like, but as much as I do like Justin Fields, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic on him, he has a long way to go as a passer. He has a long way to go just not to take sacks. And, I mean, I don't know that necessarily sold on his coaching staff. And I just don't know where five five wins come from. That, that's a lot. You're almost tripling your win total if you're going to take the over. I, I'm not there with them. I just don't think the, the Bears are going to be that great. Like, the one, and one thing, like, whatever, you know, whenever you sit here in August and talk about teams, you have to understand there's two sides of this. Boy, how could this go wrong for me on these over under bets, right? And that's Justin Fields becoming a superstar, just becoming Jalen Hurts. And I'm not ruling that out. I think that's in him. Like, that ceiling is in Justin Fields. Where we look up at the end of the year and he's like, wow, he's a top five quarterback. I, I, I don't necessarily rule that out, but I, I need to see that first before I really buy in. I, and I mean, I, there's a couple others. I don't love the Titans. Don't love the Rams, as we talked about. I mean, there's a few teams, but the Bears just stand out to me as how do you get this 3 and 14 team to 8 and 9? I just, that's a bridge too far for me. Frank Schwab, yahoosports.com, covers the NFL, covers sports betting. Uh, yahoosports.com for Frank Schwab. Thank you, Frank, as always. We'll talk to you down the road. Appreciate it. Absolutely appreciate it, guys. Yep. Thank you, Frank Schwab, as we check in on the NFL. So he likes the Packers, mm-hmm. doesn't like the Bears. Same. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I, I got to see Jordan Love. I've not seen a Packer preseason game yet. They must be on one of the point somethings. Uh, this week they will be on normal. It is both are on KCCI. Last week the Packers were on dot three. Yeah. This week the Vikings are on dot three. Gotcha. And KCCI will have that. All right. So we'll see them this week. Uh, but if Jordan Love can play, that's what we've said all off season, right? 
Jordan Love can play. They I got a chance can. to be better. Look, in his, in his next to last year at Utah State, when he had some dudes mm-hmm. before they all graduated, he put up big numbers. Big numbers. Yes. Uh, at Utah State. Trent's off to a terrific start with his plays of the day. Uh, yesterday, uh, unbeaten in baseball, right? You Two and the board. Oh, and the Ravens. Gotcha. Well, came to we're on end. the plus side overall in the Ravens <laughs> the last six years. Yeah, well, they were 24 0. That's wild, right? 24 0. Unthinkable. It is. Trends plays of the day next. Circus Sports sponsor those Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station 106.5. Disability and workers' compensation claims. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now. We have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at Wolf. The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back and bigger than ever with $14 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere, two ways to win and no rake. Play Circa Million, make five picks against the spread each week with quarterly and full season payouts, or join Circa Survivor. Select one team each week straight up. Last the longest to win it all. $14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircaSports.com for details. Circus Sports Iowa encourages you to gamble responsibly. Problems with gambling? Call or visit 1-800-BETS-OFF. The dog days of summer are here. And you're looking for a nice, cool spot to watch all the great baseball action and the upcoming football season. That place is Fat Charlie's. It's an upscale sports restaurant serving high-end favorites. And through the month of August, kids eat free. That's right, with the purchase of an adult entree, kids eat for free all through August at Fat Charlie's. Watch your favorite team on wall-to-wall TVs that make you feel like you're at a sports book, 121st Street in Urbandale. It's Fat Charlie's. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day. Presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Murph and Andy coming up. Uh, the drive from 3 until 6. Uh, Sean and Jared Stansberry uh, today. Well, 2 0 in baseball yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball tonight. Hard knocks. You're going to watch? I will. Episode it three, in. it's good, isn't it? This is usually the time that it's, well, it's start- starting to fade. <laughs> yep. Usually, oh, it's already Thursday. I haven't watched. Well, yeah, maybe sure. over the weekend I'll get to it. Gets you, caught up. And you then, don't. Yeah. And well, then it's football in, season. Now I'm an episode behind, and then it's over. Yep. Well, yep. Not this time. No, I'm going to watch it as well. It was really good last week, and. Um, uh, maybe did, I don't want to say Will McDonald stole the show last week, but he's certainly one of the things that sticks with you. Yes, absolutely. You uh, you mentioned the new Florida football documentary, Swamp that has come Kings. Out. Yeah, what I, I just saw it in passing from our Locked On Gators host yeah. said, I thought he was excited about the new season of Swamp People <laughs> when he put it in our Discord. And then I'm like, wait, oh. there's a new season of Swamp People well, about I, to come I, out? I was going to bring that up to you, but no, this was... Well, I've got my DVR set for all Swamp People uh, that records. So. <laughs> they're they're all, all ready to new. go. Wow. Yes, absolutely. So when I first saw that, that no, I guess I was wrong on that one. Will you watch Swamp Kings on Netflix? Maybe. Yeah, if it, you have time, right? Oh, it's, right. It's, yeah. it's a maybe. It's not a must watch. It's not... Mm-hmm. If you're on Allegiant and you have no television service. <laughs> yes, download it before like you that. hop on the plane. Are you ready to go back to Vegas? Yes. I am too. Always. 
it's just weird, right? You're just so glad to get home. And uh-huh. got, about like 48 hours later, all right, let's go. When's our next trip? Yeah, when is our next trip? It's a great question. All right, let's do. Let's work on that. Yes, let's put our heads together. Well, we know we'll be hanging out with the Circa people in Illinois. All right, in November for the Northwestern Iowa game. Absolutely. Details on that. And we'll be doing our show Friday mm-hmm. from Merkel's, the Hawkeye Bar in Wrigleyville. Have you decided where you're going to stay? Well, it's going to be a Hilton. That's a necessity. Yeah. Is there one in Wrigleyville? I don't know. I like the Drake is my favorite Chicago. The Drake? It's my favorite Chicago. And it's a Hilton property. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love the bar downstairs. Of course you do. I just do. Anyways. um, Four picks tonight. Let's get it to them. Game number one. Help me out here. Okay, which one? The Nationals are good. Yes, they are. Relatively, as it pertains to The Yankees stink. Rodon has been brutal. Awful. Gray has been okay. Mm-hmm. I get plus 165 at Circa. Because of the Yankees, I guess. Yes, please. Who lost, what, eight in a row or nine? Eight? It's a lot. It is. Plus 165. Give okay. me the Natties. I'm taking your Blue Jays. Over Baltimore, are you nuts? Well, it's Kikuchi against Rodriguez. It's Kikuchi's a pitching matchup. has been really good, Trent. Plus 107 is the number there. We're going back to that. Right now, you can get the Milwaukee Brewers at even money at Circa against the Twins. I will jump aboard there. Bailey over just too inconsistent for me mm-hmm. against Miley, who is consistent. Good, solid lefty there. And we're going across the board. We got everybody plus money, or even, I guess, with the Brewers. Give me the Reds, plus 135 here this evening. Giolito, we know how up and down certainly he yeah. can be. So it is the Reds, the Brewers, the Blue Jays, the Nationals. All right, 2-0 to start the week. We'll see what you are after tonight's slate that will do it for us murph and andy are five minutes away they'll take you until three the drive with heather and sean three until six jared stansbury in for heather and of course the morning rush begins another day of local programming at 6 a.m we're miller and condon weekdays 11 to 1 des moines sports station 106.3 km